there hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, I'm Charlie Clawson. My name is Will Anderson. And I'm wearing some brand new headphones, Yeah, yeah. a late birthday present That's from Will. Right. Well, actually, you know what? They're not a late birthday present because they were bought before your birthday with the intention of seeing you before your birthday because we were going to record an episode of the podcast and then we just didn't get time and I went to Splendor. Yeah. And uh, so they were an on-time birthday gift that have just been sitting at my house for two weeks. It was a preemptive birthday gift by the sounds of it. So you yeah, well, because I planned, birthday? because I knew that um, I was going to see you before I went to Splendour and I was going to meet Splendour because your birthday was the, the Sunday of Splendour. Yeah. And so I'd done some planning. Yeah. And um, I, I was going to give them to you beforehand. Well, Perfect. Let, let me just say your integrity sounds beautiful. <laughs> it's never sounded so clear. Uh, you know what? It's rare that you're now someone's present. Like I put a lot of time into presents for people that I um, you know, care about who are in my life. Um, in a relationship, I take notes. Yeah. I take absolute notes. Like if we're out and about and I see some jacket that she likes and she can't afford or, you know, she looks at some camera or whatever it is, you know, like I literally... Like the Terminator? Yeah. It goes into like red video vision. You just target the system. I I wish I had that. As soon as like there's an app that can make me do that, that would be perfect for me. Like just list it in the like two gets for Christmas. Yeah. Because that would be exactly what I need. But the problem is um, that I can't do that. I'm not a Terminator. So what I have to do... Hey, haven't you seen the Sam Worthington Terminator? He didn't know he was a Terminator either until he got blown up. Maybe I am a Terminator. So if Christian Bale ties you up with chains, rips open your T-shirt, chances are... It's like Charlie told me. (laughs) He's all the signs. What I have to do is sneak off um, and make a note on my iPhone, (laughs) which... The Terminator would not have been as impressive if it had travelled back in time. And every time it got a bit of information, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> and just, it'd be even better if he just pulled ducked out, off into the toilets you know those to little, make a note on his home iPhone. It would be even more pathetic if he pulled out, you know, those little Spyro notebooks, the ones that sort of, you know, they fold it, they've got the hinge at the top, and he pulls out one of those four-colour biros, but yep. the colours don't work. <laughs> dum 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 He's really pissed off because he has to write it in green. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh no, this is not a practical colour for notes. Um, So what I tend to do in the old days before I discovered you could actually just make notes on your iPhone, which is brilliant, that little notebook thing where you can just write notes. I hadn't worked that out yet. So I used to have to just send myself... In fact, even before the iPhone, I reckon, text messages. I would send myself text messages. Yeah, I do that. So you would sneakily send yourself a text message about some present you wanted to buy someone that you really loved. Yeah. But in trying to be sneaky, then when your phone beeped, they'd be like, who's that? Yeah. And you would be like, no one, nothing. <laughs> and then it seemed like you were up to something sus. Yeah. So then problems would develop in your relationship and then you would buy this thing that you thought was really fucking cool and they would really like. But then they think it's just, oh, you bought me this thing because, you know, that person keeps freaking seeing you messages yeah, in your pocket. Right. So and like- then they don't even enjoy the great gift and then your relationship crumbles, Charlie. All because I'm not a Terminator. <laughs> Very specific examples. Did you ever leave yourself... Um- Voicemail messages. I, I, there's many a Sunday morning where I'd wake up after a huge night out and there'd be like three voicemail messages from myself with great ideas for movies um, that I've never a, were quite as good when I listened back to them on a Sunday. Uh, okay, uh, uh, two things. One, 
do you remember any of the ideas for the movies that you ever like rang yourself and told yourself? And two, when you rang yourself and told yourself these things, did you say, hello, Charlie? Or did you just go into it? Oh, that's a good question. Did you go, hey, it's me? Um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I just launched into it. I Gave might... yourself nothing. No, no greeting to no, yourself. No greeting. The I one just... opportunity you have in your life to talk to your own self and you've not even said hello. You selfish bastard. You know what though? You're making me actually think that one that the actual process of giving myself a phone call triggered because there was an idea I had about a guy who calls and he he answers it himself. So there's like alternate universes. And the and the guy, the version of him that answers the phones is, hey, you know, I'm gonna kill you or something like that, and then it's sort of a race against time. It's always shit like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's never, hey, have you been watching Top Chef? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always if you ever get a phone call with yourself in some alternative reality, it's never for chit chat. They want to take you over. Yeah, they exactly. Always wanna, it's never about to catch up. Hey, what you been up to? I mean, legs feeling better. Yeah. Like, n- never any of that. No, it's always, ah, oh, hello, I know this is the first time we've ever talked, but I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Oh fucking come on, mate! Let's get to know each other a bit first. So, if you're if you got a phone call from yourself, how long would you would it, you reckon? How, what would you, the alternate you, have to say for you to believe it? For you not to think it was just me or one of your other friends pulling a trick? Just tell me something that I knew that no one else knows, which is heaps of shit because I'm ashamed of most of the things I do. <laughs> I'm horribly, horribly ashamed. There's so much of my life that I do regularly that I would never share with other people. It's horrible, Charlie. It's horrible. So even if I you, don't shit in my own house. So even if you just said that, even if you just, the, the voice on the other end of the phone said, look, I know lots of them. I know, I know what you've been doing because I am you. So don't make me drag this shit out. Would that yeah. be enough? Yeah, totally. Because a skilled, oh, no, no, that a skilled be, no. con man. No, that wouldn't be enough. I don't feel like I've done anything particularly bad. I wouldn't be fearing like they'd have that one big secret. Like I've never done anything, I don't think. Nobody. That is so bad that I feel like I would be, you know, ashamed of it coming out. But You couldn't are... be a politician, though. If someone did no, some digging. Yeah. I've done lots of fun things. Yeah. <laughs> I've done lots of things that some other people, Charlie, consider bad. Yeah. But I have considered fun pretty much most of the times I was doing them. And I consider they to be victories in my life, not things I'm ashamed of. And if they stop me from running for office, then why would I want to run for office? But are there any politicians, like, um, in office who have... A history of drug use. Who had a history of drug use? Has anyone been out? Obama did coke, and he admitted that and was like, "Yeah." What did he say? He said, uh, uh, <laughs> "Sorry, guys, <laughs> I just blew a rail. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late." <laughs> that was his. Uh, he said a lot of things really fucking quickly, <laughs> and most of them were about himself. <laughs> and people were like, "You trying to tell us something?" And that was it. The they sp- got really paranoid <laughs> that everybody was talking about him. People noticed that I'm black. <laughs> was that his State of the Union address? Yeah. It just came out and said, does anyone have the number of a delivery guy? Did, did all eight years of the State of the Union in 15 seconds. <laughs> like, world record. No, what did he say? It was in his book. Right. Um, he wrote about, like, when he used to, you know, that he tried coke and he'd smoked weed. Okay, and... so he said he tried it. Oh, no, no, he said, like, he did it. Like, he wasn't, like, one of those people who was like, there was this thing at a party and I thought it was Panadol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I smoked, but I didn't inhale. I had a line of coke, but I didn't. I sniffed it into my nose, but I didn't sniff it far enough in to hit the membrane. To hit the membrane and droop down the back of my throat. That's uh, that's what I did. I thought I thought it was good for me. Did he say? Did he say to what extent, or what was he? That he didn't like it, or I don't know. I think he liked it. I think he was like me. It made him sneeze. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> 
Imagine if that's what I had in, like, in, in common with Obama. He's always like, it's not a really cool reason not to like Coke, but it just makes you sneeze. And it's annoying. And the joy of Coke is not as good as the um, pain of being annoyed by sneezing for a week. That's how I evaluate it. That's genuinely like when someone would say to me, hey, would you like some Coke? I go, oh, am I going to enjoy this experience enough to sneeze for a week? Probably not. <laughs> So did his opponents get on him for that? Nah, because he kind of was out and about about it and because he doesn't do it anymore. He smokes. Mm. Like, you know, he smokes cigarettes. Yeah, like, still. like one of those, what are they called? Mem- mem- memes? Memes? Internet memes? Memes. It is. M-E. Yeah, M-E, M-E, meme. Is, is, was that word a word before the internet? Or was meme itself a meme? What is a meme? Uh, Define what, it. <laughs> Dictionary boy, because that's what people. The human dictionary. That is what people uh, tune into this podcast for: uh, literal and specific definitions of things. A meme, to my understanding, Charlie, is something that um, you know is invented and then spreads around the internet. So it that, was- the very thing is like so. For example, those Chuck Norris jokes yeah. about you know Chuck Norris is so he doesn't tough do push ups. The world yeah. moves away from him. Yeah, like whatever. That. that became an internet meme. So uh, Rebecca Black's Friday became an internet meme. You know, it's a thing that like two girls, one cup. Okay, was so anything a meme. that is so anything that is emailed around on mass. <laughs> yeah, they were my media. three examples. I feel like I really cut through to a lot of our listeners there. I was like, you know, I'll go over the Chuck Norris joke. That's a good area. Then we'll go uh, Rebecca Black's Friday. That'll appear to the younger listeners, and then two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> We just got the, which I think the is, which I think is the other ninety five percent of the people who listen to this podcast. Okay, so you, you think a, a meme was it was invented when the internet was invented? The I word? do. Okay. Yeah, the word meme. A meme was is an idea, meme. behavior, or style that spreads from person to person within a culture. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. But how did you spread it? Like uh, before the internet? Well, genes transmit biological has... information. Memes are said to transmit ideas and belief information. A meme acts as a unit for carrying out cultural ideas, symbols, or practices, which can be transmitted from one mind to another through writing, speech, gestures, rituals, or other imitable... You know, whatever. Things that you can imitate. Yeah. Imitable? Imitable, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so it probably was invented before the internet. But the internet made a meme a lot easier. It made a hashtag hashtag out of a meme. Exactly. (laughs) There's an internet humour for you. But it did. It made it a lot easier to get a meme going. Because in the old days... Like Chinese whispers, I guess, were a meme. But by the end of the whispers, people didn't have the same meme. People had changed the hashtag. But that's kind of is a meme now because that's people take a photo of like Obama yeah. and then everyone will write their own captions underneath it. So it is like Chinese whispers. Exactly. By the time it gets to the end. So Chinese whispers actually invented the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. And that's what you've learned from today's episode of Tofop Kids. Uh, speaking of the government and, and knowing things about politics, did you do the census? Yes. Uh, in Australia uh, this week, it was a census one. Can you get busted for not doing it? Do you there's fine a fine. Or yeah, I think there's a fine. It's like not voting. Yeah, it's like yeah. not voting. Uh, but you don't have any problem doing it. You're not like one of those people. I heard a lot of people on the radio and stuff were like, why did the government want to know about things about me and... You know, yeah. I, 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 I was, I didn't expect to have to put my address down. That was sort of surprised me, like my personal details. I thought it was just like you could do it anonymously. It is anonymous. When you did, you do it online? No, I did it on the oh, yeah, old school because the old with a, with a quill with a quill <laughs> on some parchment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the town crier came by and delivered, <laughs> and delivered my scrolls. <laughs> 
Did you seal it with melted wax? Yeah. yeah. I live in a very a very antiquated part of town. Uh, and an insignia that you wear on your ring? That's the guys who work at Sovereign Hill. That's how they do their census. <laughs> and then they go and do some yoldy 10-pin bowling <laughs> with wooden bowling balls. And then if something gets too rowdy, they get put in the stocks. <laughs> A little bit of Sovereign Hill humour for you. We've gone from internet to Sovereign Hill. That's We've gone from the World Wide Web to one of the most specific references of all time. <laughs> People who have been to the ye oldie, oh, ye olden days mining Sovereign Hill town. Have you been to Sovereign Hill? Yeah, several times. <laughs> I, I went when I went on the uh, Great Australian Train Ride. Did you ever go on that? What was that? It, it was familiar. It was like a train ride. <laughs> 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 obviously. Um, and it, it went like, it, I think it actually just went through Victoria and New South Wales or something. And there was this old train and like kids went on it from all different schools. Like, so it was like a thing that all schools through Victoria would do. Yeah. And there'd be representatives of your school on this train. And you like slept on the train and you went to all these events at different stops on the train and you went to like Broken Hill and yeah. you went to um, Sovereign Hill, sorry. And you went to... Um, uh, Sounds like a recipe for hijinks. Oh, there was so many hijinks. Was there really? And um, we went to uh, where's, where's the place Castle Main, where they make Castle Main oh, Rock, yeah. and um, Sovereign, yeah, Sovereign Hill, and all those sort of things. And it was like you, that's all you did. You went to Yoldy time things and for, had how, adventures. And how long did it? How long would you be? I for? have no idea. Anywhere between <laughs> anywhere like between the ring. Anywhere between. It was such a magical time, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> time stood still. It was like when Alice went down. Into into yeah into the thing, <laughs> Alice Alice in the thing. The wow, well, probably the most famous piece of literature ever written. <laughs> Alice in the beanstalk. No, uh, <laughs> Alice in the magic faraway tree. Alex in the mirror glass. She went through the looking. Alex, Alex Dimitriadis, <laughs> and and a magnifying glass. That's what I, it was. I went to Sovereign Hill once and. Uh, it's funny because I've actually got a photo of it and everyone I've shown the photo to is like, I'm wearing, because you know when you're a kid you have no sense of style, yeah. which I've translated as to an, an adult now. Yeah. But I was wearing white footy shorts, yep. you know, the ones with like the VFL symbol. Like, <laughs> like old school footy shorts. Yeah, old school Shorties. footy shorts. Yeah. Shorty footy shorts. Really, Were they tight nylons? Or really no, tight no, nylon, yeah, with the, <laughs> with the black Vs up the side. <laughs> And like a green hoodie and like then like sandals with socks. I was like eight what? years old or something. It's the weirdest outfit. You actually like looked like a lot of DJs who played at Splendor in the Grass. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they looked exactly like I was a hipster 20 years too early. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this guy, uh, the cop, you know, the guy who plays the cop, he came and like arrested me and my family's yeah. all laughing and stuff. And I remember like he was a bit... Pedo. Like he was a tiny bit pedo. So like an old man who worked at some sort of children's amusement park had some ulterior motive in having interest in children. Shocking. Oh my God. And you know why I think? Because I know... (laughs) Because he reminded you of all the Christian brothers that taught his school. No, I don't know much about uh, uh, law enforcement, you know, in the early 19th century, but I'm pretty sure frisking. (laughs) No, that was the main way they got shit done. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, law and order, you, you're older <laughs> It's full of frisking. It's nothing but frisking. Well, when did the, when would they have started frisking? Do you reckon frisking's enough? Frisking? That's early. As soon as no, you, but making as a guy, you can feel you making, can frisk. Making a guy like lean forward with, you know, spread-eagled and then going what? up yeah, and down that's a modern leg. invention. Well, because if you're carrying swords, you getting don't need somebody's to. Getting somebody's on no lean No one's smuggling a sword down the leg of their pants. Yes, they are. What do you mean? Like yeah, a little dagger like, or little something. Little daggers and shit, yeah. 
It yeah. always does. I'm, I'm almost tempted to Wikipedia frisking. <laughs> frisking. <laughs> Where was frisking invented? I'll be more impressed if you can actually find out that information. If there's somewhere on the internet that you can find out where frisking was invented. Or when. Or when. when. Oh, well, but both. both. Like, I mean, it'd be great to have as much information about frisking as we can get. <laughs> All right, hang on. Okay, mm, there's no Wikipedia entry for frisking. No. And then there's a lot of websites called The Frisk and Frisk Frazzled and Fed Up. Outrageous Toddler is given full frisking by TSA agents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the guy who's at Sovereign Hill now works yeah. in the States yeah. in security. That's right, yeah. They're no, they frisked, yeah, they frisked the kid for bombs. Well, maybe that's all that was happening with me. I mean, I'd take it back. He obviously wasn't a pedophile. No. <laughs> he was just, he thought I was a terrorist. Yeah, exactly. That's where the terrorists are going to strike first. <laughs> Sovereign Sovereign Hill. Hill. <laughs> We need to take down a symbol of their power <laughs> with the oldie time sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, I think that's I I I kind of get the idea that like it's weird to frisk, frisk a four year old kid. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, surely if you are a terrorist, yeah, like you're someone who you know is willing to blow up a plane full of innocent civilians to make some fucking point about some fictional fucking thing that you believe in. Mm. And, you know, good on you for fucking believing in it. It's your own right to do it, but don't fucking blow up other people to prove it. That's where I draw my line. Yeah. <laughs> um, then maybe you wouldn't draw the line at hiding the explosives on a toddler, no, would you? I, I mean, that seems doesn't seem well, that doesn't seem like that's that extra step. Oh, no, I will not. I mean, I will fly a plane full of... But babies, that's too babies, much. Babies, that is too much. I, I agree. I mean, and the weird thing is it's more about... And no one's going near a fucking crying baby on a plane. You've been frisked going to like concerts and stuff. And everyone would be happy when it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been frisked though going to concerts and stuff. I've been um, full body searched. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. When I went to um, Canada, I got um, full body searched. Yeah, but they're not full body searching. There's TSA agents. They're just doing like a general frisk like if you're going to a concert. Oh, yeah. No, it's like um, blue light disco fingering. Yeah. It's just, you know, you know. I mean, they're, they're out on the dance floor. They're just rubbing up against each other. They're doing a little bit of hands down the back of the pants, hands over here. I'm not really sure where these hands are allowed to go. Um, maybe I could put the hands a little bit closer to where I really want to go. That's what it is at TSA. Whereas um, uh, once full, you're in the full body search, that is like out the back near the bins. Full body, get fucking into it. When you say full body, was it like cavity search? No, um, but he uh, checked under my balls. What are you expecting to find? <laughs> the magical kingdom of Narnia. Um, Sovereign Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Scrotum Hill. Is this some Castle Main Rock candy? <laughs> this, it's really hard to get this stuff. <laughs> Smuggling Castle Main Rock candy. And no. that's shit, man. If you didn't eat that in the first six months, it would just like solidify into... Like just tons of rock candy that you could not pull out of that can. Oh, it's literally going to be one of those things that like cockroaches and Castlemaine rock candy yeah. are going to be the only things that survive the Holocaust. The shit, the shit, it was like one of those things where you were meant to be really excited about it because it was the only place you could get it. So like it came in a little tin yeah. and it was called Castlemaine rock and you only could get it at Castlemaine. And that was meant to be really exciting to you. But then after a while, what I really realised was the reason you could only get it at Castle Main was it was shit. <laughs> no one else and no one it. else wanted it. Yeah. Like normally, if you've got a product and there's a chance that it could be successful in more than one place, you're wrapped about that. 
There's not many people going, no, let's keep this to ourselves. <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't like the whole world to have it and for everyone to be happy and for us to make hideous profits and live in a gold house. We would hate that. Let's just keep our business in Castle Maine, a dying country area gold in Victoria. Town, it, money yeah. for years. it has one thing. We could buy everyone in town a gold house if we sold this product to the world. But no, no, no. We'll just keep it here and have rushes on it like kids on trains. <laughs> That's that's our business. You know, Castle Maine was what Mount Thomas was based on. Like the exteriors that you would see in an episode of Blue Healers were shot in Castle Maine. Really? Yeah. Well, that that makes sense to me. So you have exported two wonderful things: (laughs) stock shots for Australia's longest running drama, and candy. Really hideous candy. Horrible, horrible candy that no one wants to eat. And then when you don't eat it, it sits. Well, this is how you know. This is a sign of how bad the Castle Maine rock candy actually was is that you actually said if you left it in the tin too long, it would harden, right? Who's leaving candy in a tin if candy is good? Yeah, that's right. How are you even getting candy back to I fear buying 7-Eleven candy Mm. too far from my home on a car ride. Yeah. Like if I'm going to get chocolate for a... you think it's fresher, fresher, closer to the city? No, no, no. It's how much I will consume of it. Oh. (laughs) So if like... If like it's like, oh, we're gonna watch a movie, let's get a block of chocolate, right? Yeah. Can you pick one up on the way home? Yeah, yeah. Uh at the seven eleven. Yeah. If I pick that up at the seven eleven and I'm thirty minutes from home, mm. I will have to stop at another seven eleven. Because I will have eaten what I bought for us to have. I have to wait until the very last moment I can buy that shit before my house because I sit there in my car at like at the traffic lights and I'm like, oh, I could probably just have a sneaky little bit of this. And then I'm driving to another place to buy more. Yeah. I've stopped twice. Yeah. It's horrible. There's nothing quite like hitting two fast food restaurants in the same drive, <laughs> especially if it's under like 30 minutes. I've done that before. It's like... I, and the thing is, like, I'm abusing myself that yeah. second time. Like, I'm actually, like, verbally saying, you, what, are you you're fucking stupid. You're not hungry. You don't need it. You're not hungry. You're not hungry. Doesn't matter. And that's why Tiger Woods fucked all those chicks. Yeah, that's why. Because you know what? Because he just was, it was like fast food. Once he access. started, he couldn't fucking stop. He probably, it was half the time, was probably like, Tiger, what are you fucking doing? Like, she's not even that good looking, mate. Yeah. And then he was just like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm already in the car. Well, it's kind of like, uh, I think I heard Adam Crawler made a comparison. He said, it's not like, it's not like he stole your wallet. He was walking down the street and he kept finding wallets. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there is a kind of, when it's that kind of easy. Yeah. Got to pick up the wallet sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally you got to finger through the, the notes. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to at least go, I wonder what's in that wallet. You know, <laughs> I might have a peek in. Um, okay, so this, oh, sorry, this is what I want to talk to you about, the, the census. So you had no problem. You weren't one of those people because I heard a lot of people on radio and stuff who were like, yeah, really anti it. So you didn't have any problems about like stating your income or... No, well, like, no, no, I didn't have to put anything in that comment, so. <laughs> <laughs> I always think, because like, you have to write your occupation and I, I wrote comedian and... I always feel like when somebody sees that, they must go, "Oh, we've got another fucking comedian!" Like, and then like, oh, right, you know, what I mean? because yeah, like, yeah. I assume people write stupid shit like yeah. that on. Because I delivered the census, yeah, um, uh, fifteen years ago, so three cents I ago, 
I was. How a much you get paid for that? Uh, I just started doing stand up, so it was like a part time thing. But it's like a couple of months, I think. Yeah. And so you get like, I mean, I don't know, whatever, fucking sixteen dollars an hour or something like that. You know, yeah. it's, it's not heaps, but rigorous it's, training process. Is it like Top Gun? Can you walk? Only a few of you. <laughs> We'll finish this class. It's like that, except the speech is, do you have any friends who you think also might want to deliver the census? Do you know any other desperate losers with nothing to do during their day but walk door to door? I could walk and I could explain things, and that's what you basically had to do. But it's it's a lot more uh, intensive than you think. I, I don't like to meet people. You know, We've spoken about that before. Mm. I feel uncomfortable meeting new people, and suddenly I'm knocking on people's door, yeah. like, you know, from the government. And you have to explain to people who didn't speak English how to fill in the forms and stuff like that. And at the Gross. time, I know, old people, <laughs> oh, and they smell sometimes Jesus. and off it off as you a biscuit. How, um, how much sex did you get, though? Well, here's what I thought it was going to be like. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like Milson. N- nothing but, you know, virgin flight attendants inviting me in to be their person three. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little bit of sense of humour. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, uh, and it was none of that, not once. Not even like a... Hint of it? A hint of it. What about like a gay guy? No. Nothing. No, I appealed to no one, Charlie. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I was delivering the census. Yeah. That's below the postman and the milkman. Yeah, definitely. If people will fuck the postman, they will fuck the mil- milkman, but not the census. Yeah, no one guy. ever says, this baby looks a bit like the census taker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but what I did realise years later, uh, I didn't realise this at the time, because I was delivering them around the suburb of Carlton in Melbourne. And uh, 15 years ago, the suburb of Carlton in Melbourne, and this is when I realised some of what had gone on that I hadn't picked up at the time. That's the exact era that the TV show Underbelly is set in and the exact the area crew. they used to like, have their meetings at Princess Park, which was literally like <laughs> the park nearest to my house. And I went around that suburb knocking on people's doors saying I was from the government and asking them how many bedrooms they fucking had. <laughs> And, you know, how many people were sleeping in the house and they're all like, I don't know, do we count the guys buried in the backyard? Like, how many meth labs do I we li- have? I like to think that you were dressed at like a 1950s newsboy with yeah. like a cloth cap, <laughs> like a satchel, you know, sort of jodhpurs on. I honestly just wanted to throw them down the drain. It was a classic example of I wish that I could just get everyone's senses and throw it down the fucking drain. It was so fucking hard. I hated it. So I was very diligent about filling mine in. I was like... Yeah, I'm gonna fucking. I went on the internet. Yeah, I had and, the, and I the internet. Were, there's problems. People were complaining on Facebook and stuff about doing yeah. the census. It was like didn't too many really people click or something. Too many people passing around two girls, one cup, <laughs> <laughs> and pictures of a barber smoking. <laughs> they used up all the space on the internet with their memes. Uh, yeah, I think it was the first time they've ever done it online. So they just had a lot, you know, a lot of traffic crash a few times. Do you think um, the census will start to expand to include things like? Uh, what websites you go to, your internet usage. Well, I, I just imagine... I'd have we, to eventually. I just imagine yeah. we must be in the last few years of them ever needing to take a census. Yeah. Like, like Everything's five, just out there. Five years from now, they'll just contact Mark Zuckerberg and some porn sites and say, what does he do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does he do online? And they will have all that information. I mean, most companies have so much information about us now that they know, like, I mean, if you use one of those rewards card system at the supermarket, that supermarket knows what you buy, when you buy it, you know, like that, so much personal detail about your life. Then you join these rewards clubs and, the, and this is all just companies getting information on you so they can sell more shit to you. Yeah. Which, like, 
you know, sounds like some sort of horrible, you know, uh, Orwellian sort of, yeah, universe. But at the same time, a lot of it's very positive in our lives. A lot of it's that thing where you're like, well, my, that, well, you know, not- when you go on a books, like a DVD site or something like that, or on iTunes, and <clears throat> it gives you recommendations. Like when I go looking for podcasts, if I like really like a podcast, you know, underneath it will say, if you like this podcast, you might like these podcasts. I've found heaps of shit I like through yeah. that. I like that technology kind of might suggest to me things that I... Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, because if you're being sold to, it's not like you're being forced to buy. I mean, you still have the option. Okay, sure, maybe they can sort of muddy the waters a bit by giving yeah. you so many options that you feel you have to buy when maybe you don't. But yeah. still, you know, it's a bit of self-control. It's like, I mean, it says the guy who has maxed out credit cards and fucking debt everywhere. But this is my point being that it is about self-control. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you still have to buy this shit. Mm. Right? You still... And I think we should just actually be teaching people, is it really such a bad world we live in where you can turn on your computer and some computer program has worked out something that you might really, really want and has told you where that thing is available, (laughs) how much it costs. It's like basically someone's gone out and just found shit that you might like and then said, hey, do you reckon you'd like this? This is how much it costs. And if you put your credit card details in here, we'll just send it to you. Awesome. Like, that's a really cool world to live in. Yeah. Like, it's not a, a bad thing that someone's telling you that. No. But the bad thing is, like, that people, guess, I guess, suck it in by that. And, like, I always it's, feel... It's personal responsibility, though, isn't that kind of thing of, like, people, I, who, people who smoke? You know, sure. Like, you know, it's your fucking lungs. Yeah. That's, uh, if, you give people you the, drink. if you give people the information, then what they do with that afterwards should be at least a little bit up to them, I yeah. think. And you should take personal responsibility for shit. Like, it... You know what? Every time one of those current affairs shows does... Look, I think there are some people who um, are in a position, either mentally or age or whatever, where if you're taking advantage of them, there should be laws and rules to protect that, right? But normal people should have to kind of fucking be smart and make up their own decisions, yeah. right? The protection should end at some stage. And if you get suckered in by some fucking letter from some Nigerian fucking princess who's going to give you fucking $16 million in some offshore account and they fucking, they just, they found you. Person that they'd never heard of who lives in a street that they've never heard of in a place they've never heard of and has an email address that they've never fucking heard of and they've decided to trust you with $8 million. That's what you're going to get. If you go, oh, well, all right, then... Fucking more fool you. Yeah. You don't deserve money. Yeah. You're only going to do foolish things with it. I've always wanted to... You're just going to buy stamps and stick them on your own face with all your money. I've always wanted to do something. It might be something we could do for the show with one of those kind of, you know, Nigerian prince letters. Yes. Is to actually reply. People have done that before. I saw a show in Edinburgh um, in uh, 1999. So, topical idea, Charlie. Um, <laughs> but no, it was based on a guy who had... I've got another idea. <laughs> Razor scooters. They're like the old scooters when we were kids, but they're made of aluminium with tiny little skate wheels. The guy who was 13 years too late. Every idea I have is exactly 13 years too late from the year I have the idea. So, in another 13 years, I'll invent podcasting. <laughs> Oh, it would be brilliant if you were a guy who had billion-dollar ideas but always 13 years too late. For some reason, exactly 13 years. Exactly 13 years from when those things were invented, you also – like, you knew how to invent it. So, like, 
just on one day you woke up and you knew how to build an iPod. Yeah. Like you didn't have to, you could have just go out and build one. Yeah. But it's 13 years after the iPod came out. I mean, it's still a practical skill. Yeah. It'd still be great to be able to build your own iPod, but you can't. Well, you know how you make that, I guess the skill would be to then make a competing brand of. So I yeah. wake up in 13 years with and, and can build like an iPod, then I maybe build a competing brand. Like you got to pick a you got to pick an object that isn't going to date too quickly. Yeah, but you don't, these days you don't get to pick the object. That's unfortunately uh, it just comes to you. Okay, and and it's always specifically something that had a window thirteen years ago. No, no, but uh, but the thing that really combats your kryptonite, if yeah. you will, to your superpower, is copyright law and patenting. Okay, and uh, that's a lot of these people, a lot of these products have just really copyrighted them and patented them. So like, I, I can't I can't possibly create an alternative. No. No, that's what yeah. a what a curse! <laughs> what a... I wish I'd never run over that gypsy. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to be a traditional Eastern European old world curse. This is quite technologically savvy. She was a very hip gypsy. She was a hipsy. <laughs> I didn't run her over. I actually crashed her server, so she put a, a hex on me. Uh, she was riding her bike with a basket on the front and it had fresh organic bread, and you just ran her over. Um, I. What? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know what Sorry. I meant by that. Because I, I had this hipster image of what she looked like. Right, yeah, yeah. So she was riding She's a She's a hip bike. internet chick. Did you have yeah. glasses? She had those square kind of totally. glasses. And she had a basket on the front of her bike. Yeah, she had, had Doc Martens under like a, some kind of floral skirt. Possibly. Yeah. That sounds like something that was in this image. <laughs> There's no helmet, though. No helmet. Well, Hat. it's all right because she's riding through um, one of those farmer's markets. And, yeah. yeah, well, she, I, uh, in my image, she'd write, she was riding from. Like, oh, okay. I had the image oh, she, that she, she was had... on the way home. Okay, sure. That's why the basket had, like, organic bread. Yeah. yeah. Because I was kind of, my image was being that she'd already been there and bought the bread. I imagine in her neighbourhood, she actually, she's on a first-known basis with the cops around there. It's all Definitely. pretty relaxed, yeah. Flirty. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, you know what? Now that I remember it, the hat she had on was a cop hat because she'd just gone by a cop, she'd taken the hat off. Oh. The cop. It was very cute. Very cute. <laughs> it's like the opening credits for like a, a sassy new sitcom starring like I don't Zoe know, Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, yeah, totally. It's totally a Zoe Deschanel movie. Yeah. In fact, she's, she's, she's delightfully off <laughs> In fact, she's the only person we can cast, Charlie. <laughs> we have to get Zoe, and it'd be a hard pitch. Uh, look, Zoe, we've got this. Uh, like, it's totally your character. Um, you know, we. It's definitely get her. <laughs> We throw a sack over it, tie it in shut. And then we've got all this trouble, and really she's only in the opening episode until you run her over. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, her whole role is just getting hit by you and putting a curse on you and then dying, I imagine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done. So, that's it. Yeah. So, what's this, what is this, this sitcom called? Uh, <laughs> I put a, I don't know. Uh, Zoe Keeper. <laughs> the Zoe Paul Keeper. Blatt, Zoe Keeper. Yeah, Paul Blart's the Zoe Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one we can sell to Sandler. Yeah. If Sandler ever starts listening to this podcast, it, like it's, he's going to have one of those years where, you know, sometimes when you see an actor who just, you're like, are they in every... Yeah, Chris Rock made that joke at the Oscars one year about you know, Jude Law, who's Jude, oh, yeah. he's in every movie, and then like, who's Jude Law, and then Sean Penn. Oh, ding, what ding. a dick. <laughs> I mean, I think he's very talented, but he seems like a bit of a dick, doesn't he? Brilliantly talented, but it's like he's sold like, his so sense serious. of humor to the devil for his acting talent. Like, yeah. he got Jude Law is one of the finest actors of our generation, and Sean Penn is a guy who does not understand a joke. <laughs> 
I have no sense of humor. And he actually looks I'm like- now going to paddle to Haiti to save people. <laughs> yeah, he he looks he kind of looks like he could fuck you up too. I think we all have that image of him bashing the photographers from the yeah, definitely. Days. So like you're kind of scared. To, like I'd be scared to make fun of him near him. I think I'm, he'd actually punch me. It's, I, I feel so conflicted about Sean Penn because I do love him as an actor. Yeah, he's I was watching Dead Man Walking today. Like, I, I hadn't seen that movie for a very long time, and I it just I was, it was twenty minutes in. Like, it wasn't even like I yeah I wasn't making a firm commitment. I just sat down to have a sandwich, <laughs> and I was like, "This is a fucking good film." She Sean Penn's a good actor. Susan Sarandon should work more, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and <clears throat> um. And uh, he's a fucking great actor, but oh my God, he just seems like the world's most humorless cunt. Yeah. Like, you know, just, I would, you'd just make an excuse to not talk to him, even if you met him. Like, if you be, uh, Charlie, this is Sean Penn, and you'd be like, oh, did you, gotta go to the bathroom. Did you remember when, well, you know, the South Park guys, they had like a, an ongoing kind of thing going on with him because they were sort of protesting during, I think it was George Bush coming back for his second term before that election. Yeah, he was sort of campaigning against whoever the Demo- – was it John Edward? Who's the candidate? John Kerry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean yeah, Penn was, was sort of camp- helping him campaign or whatever. Yep. And the South Park guys came out and said, what's the point of voting? They're both fucking douchebags. Yeah. And he got really angry saying like, oh, you, you know, it's very important you guys are mocking, you know, the very foundations. And it's like these guys make a cartoon show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like you go, yeah, I'm a really serious guy and I have serious opinions on serious issues. And I'm really upset about what South Park said. About <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when you see there are so many problems in the world. But did you see the Family Guy dream sequence they did that featured yeah. me the other night? It's like they have uh, ever seen Bill O'Reilly interview uh, John Stewart. I have, and it's all and John Stewart always makes the point when you know, Bill O'Reilly sort of accuses him of bias. He's like, "Have you seen our show? Sure. Like, it's a comedy show." Yeah. I find. You know, what you can talk about or what people think you can talk about. Like, it, it, I have sometimes people talk, talk to me about this podcast and they're like, oh, I'd listen to it, but the things you talk about are like, and I'm like, it's free, you know? <laughs> like, there's people actually said that. This, yeah. I was like, this is the one place I'm allowed to just talk about whatever I want to talk about. Yeah. Like, in every other thing that I do. Um, have they, know, so they've listened to an episode and it's like, oh, it's too much. Yeah. yeah I right. mean, like, because I have like people who come to my work from very different areas, yeah, you know? Yeah. There are things that I've done over the it's years that funny. attract really different audiences. I, I guess because I know you, though, it's yeah. weird. Like, I don't actually see too much of a transition between, you know, what you do sort of for the general public and then this. I mean, I guess, I mean, there's a lot more talk about rape and... Yeah. <laughs> time we travel. Don't, we don't talk about rape or time travel that. at all on the Gruen transfer. <laughs> Not once. Never I mean, it's up. weird. I guess it's more just your approach, though. I don't, I don't, I don't see you being that different. I don't, I don't feel like you curb yourself when you're doing that stuff. I don't think so either. But I do have people like when I was doing, I'm doing my stand-up show in Sydney at the moment, and um, I had this beautiful night. Uh, yeah, the night we've recorded this, and it was that was such a fucking great show. Like everything about them, the way they reacted to the jokes, and they got everything, and they were so smart. Like there's jokes where you know. That they have to put some of it together themselves, and they put it all together themselves. And, <laughs> you sound and, like you're talking about your three year old. Oh, and I literally said to them, "I was like, if you guys have any mates who are kind of into the same things you're into, and you appreciate them about the same level that you do, please send them to this show because you guys are the perfect audience." And I said, "If you'd see anyone from last night's show, 
distract them with shiny shit <laughs> because they were the stupidest fuckers. No, they weren't stupid. That's unfair, actually. They were just really offended by some of the things that I had to say. And with my shows, yes, I know I talk about some things that are kind of like, you know, um, the areas that people like, you know, sometimes think aren't appropriate to talk about. Tell but but mostly... I just assume that I'm saying outrageous shit to an audience who expect me to say outrageous shit. So mm. that act is not really that outrageous. No. If a whole bunch of people are coming along to see you say something outrageous, they're not really that surprised when you say something outrageous. Yeah. On Saturday night, I honestly had an audience who a couple of times I was like, oh, they think what I'm saying is outrageous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, What about that uh, when I saw you do the show and you did that Matt Newton joke and someone booed? Yeah. I was like, wow, someone is, is willing to get up and defend Matt Newton in public. Like, that's pretty fucking... Okay, uh, no, I get some feedback to that joke, for sure. Really? Yeah. From people, people saying lay off. People say you shouldn't do that joke. And it's funny, that's a hard joke for me because um, I uh, know Matt and in my dealings with Matt, um, they had always been really pleasant. So I, there is part of me that kind of feels bad about that doing that joke. But it's but not a cheap joke, though. It's not a cheap joke. And that's the that's why I do it. Because I make a point in the show and the perfect example of the thing that I'm... Like, there is no better example than what the situation that he went through that relates to this joke. And I just feel that if I didn't do it, once I'd thought of it, once mm. I'd you know, thought of it and done it, that if I don't do it... Mm. I know I'm pulling a punch. Yeah. Like if I'd never thought about it, I probably could have not done it. Yeah. But once I thought about it and did it, I'm going, no, this is the proper joke that makes the exact point I'm trying to make in this show. And people enjoy the joke, like mm. generally. Um, I, I've got to do this joke. But I do sometimes think about it. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I do know him. But, you know, I kind of feel like he... My rule's always if they brought it upon themselves, yeah. then it's fair game. Yeah. Like you shouldn't make fun of someone for something that is beyond their control. Yeah. Like that's why I don't like racist jokes or like jokes that, you know, like, I don't even like when comics joke about homeless people. Didn't we do a whole episode on Stephen Hawking having a personal wanking machine? Yeah, but, like, I well, I justify that because Stephen Hawking is the smartest man on the planet. Okay. So you can make fun of him. I mean, he didn't bring it upon himself, but maybe he did. <laughs> By thinking too hard, Charlie. <laughs> one, one day he just thought too hard and his whole body collapsed. And so, kids, don't study too hard. <laughs> I think that, you know what I mean? Like... You know, like I think you could actually have a thought that was such a fucking amazing oh, yeah. thought that your the rest of your body just fucking collapsed. Yeah, I'm sure there's people who've had orgasms that yeah. have been so mind-boggling. Just had, a, just had a fucking stroke. Like a, I mean, they must. Dead like a blow-up doll. Like just all uninflated. <laughs> <laughs> like every bit of... All the jizz comes out and then internal organs. <laughs> well, no, that's what those real... Has that do- ever happened? That's what those real dolls mm. are. You know, oh, they, yeah. they tell people they're actually synthetic. They're actually just... The corpses of people who have oh. died in the in mid the, the most perfect orgasm. So, Charlie, this it's is like Soylent Green. <laughs> this is a good example of uh, why some people who enjoy my work on the Gruen Transfer don't enjoy our podcast. Yeah, uh, this is one of the several times we've talked about having sex with the corpses. <laughs> um, God. So this is like one of like this is not the first time we've talked about having sex with corpses. So this is why some people who enjoy some other aspects of my work yeah. sometimes find this podcast a little heavy going. Yeah. But my point being that this exists only for the reason of it existing. Yeah. So if you can't talk about the things that you enjoy talking about in that space, <laughs> where are you going to talk about them? Yeah. When are you going to talk about well, them? Well, some would argue you don't talk about them. It's not polite. I disagree with that. I think you should talk about everything. Maybe. I think I think every topic is open for discussion. Yeah, I think that so. often gets me into trouble. Yeah, but I think it's always good to have a chat about it. Yeah. I love talking to someone who I don't agree with. Yeah. Just to 
just to <laughs> say, well, say well, their, what their logic is. Well, we've done 48 episodes. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Obviously, I, you like it. I mostly agree with you. I sometimes question things you say, but I mostly agree with you. <laughs> Someone got. Sometimes I just do it on purpose. Of, the amount of people, because well, last week we talked about. Uh, the invention of the diaphragm, and yep. I was saying, like, what was invented first? Yep. The amount of people who took me seriously. seriously. What came first, the diaphragm or the diaphragm? <laughs> I actually was like, wow, I should play a retard on a TV show. I'd be awesome at it. I'm convince people I'm retarded really well. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You've got those stumpy fingers. Yeah. You know. I don't know. That's, I don't think it's necessarily a sign of retardation. Um, I look like one of those chimps from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I, I find uh, you use the word retard like, quite freely. I, 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 I'm not sure I do. Like I, I even felt hesit- hesitation to use it then no. in, like, you know, to even make that point. Do yeah. you not find that like a word that you don't like to use? It's a bit like gay, right. you know? So you would happily say that's gay. I still, but I, I, I joke. I don't get me wrong. Like I'm not. I joke with my friends about like them being gay, which yeah. is probably a weird thing to do. There must be some sort of homoerotic undertone to that sort of male banter. I'm not really sure, but it's all friendly and non, not offensive. But there's but, also, but, there's but also I don't the, go. Oh, that that but it's not song's necessar- so gay, or that you know whatever. You don't ever. No. So it's not necessarily because I'm not I, a 14 because, year old girl. No, but I very, <laughs> I very rarely referred. I very rarely that song. That song's so gay. Lol. But I don't think I use the word gay to describe something that's homosexual. No. It's more when something is just kind of lame. You say it's gay. Yeah, but that's what I don't like because the association is between what you're making there is that being gay is is being lame. But then there's also you can make the association and say something is gay and it's good. I don't think it's all. It's just, I mean, words can be used anyway. Yeah, no, I understand that. I dropped the C-bomb just before. Like I'm not. Did you? Yeah. Get out! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about that, listeners. In relation to Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, um, I don't really use that word that often either. It's in my show, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. But the Matthew Newton joke and that, the C word <laughs> come, come in very close to each other. But um, I, uh, yeah, I feel uncomfortable with retard and with gay. Like, they're, they're the two, I, well. <laughs> you sound, you just describe it, an awesome new sitcom. <laughs> retarded and gay. Yeah. They're lawyers, but one of them's retarded and the other one's gay. <laughs> See, now I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that, at the slippery slope. Bro. Yeah. Now that I have, yeah, oh, so there's a, there's an being racial. Uh, what? Slippery slope. Slippery slope. Uh, saying that all Asian people are not, not to be trusted. <laughs> That's what. Clearly what I heard there. I'm from the Andrew Bolt School of Argument. (laughs) Isolation and out of context. Yeah, that's right. Have you watched that Bolt Report show? No, no, I have not. Neither have I. I've enjoyed that some people are calling it the, um, like, you know, the Colbert Report. So, like, I've heard some people mockingly in the media refer it to the Bowl Rapport, (laughs) (laughs) which I've enjoyed the the, joke made for three or four people who'd understand it and every time someone makes that joke. It's funny. He's he's done a very concerted, like, well, maybe it's not him, but there's been this stardom push the last three years. I mean, when I first became aware of Andrew Bolt... Andrew Bolt, for anyone who doesn't know, is like a a right-wing... He doesn't call himself right-wing. He says he's conservative. Uh, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever if heard. You're, if, you're a, if you're in New South Wales, he's the Pierce... Um, Pierce Ackerman? Pierce Ackerman of, of Victoria. He is. And if you are in America, he's like the Bill O'Reilly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's been weird. Like, he's become a celebrity. Like, it was sort of... I could feel it bubbling. You remember when yeah. Alan Jones tried to do, like, the Larry King show? Yeah. What, Alan, Jones, Alan Jones Live. Live! Yeah. And no one rang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a sketch. People are like, we don't want to see a guy answering a phone on national TV. <laughs> yeah. And Unless 
it was another Ellen Jones from a parallel universe <laughs> ringing up to tell Ellen Jones that he, he was, was going to kill die, it. Yeah. But first, let's have a chat. <laughs> There's a good sketch, probably one of the few ones in like the, I don't know, eighth series of Full Frontal. What, Fast Forward became Full Frontal, yeah. yeah? And <laughs> it's an Australian sketch show that. Uh, uh, Are you explaining for specifically for an international audience? Yep. Okay. It's, it's an like, it's like, show. it's like, uh, it's like you're a translator. <laughs> you're translating everything I say because yeah. I'll say something and then five minutes with you, and that means it's a, it's a sketch. Show. You're wearing headphones and I'm not, so I feel like we're at the UN, and I'm like a translator. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Full Frontal was an Australian uh, sketch comedy show that was previously known as Fast Forward, <laughs> even though most of the sketches and the cast members tended to change in and out and some of them were in both shows they changed their name halfway through for no reason that I can remember and then they changed it again to totally full frontal yeah totally full totally full frontal yeah totally Lol. full frontal yeah um, they did a sketch yeah and it was just uh, is that oh I can't remember the actor's name Ross Stevenson or Ross something or another yeah. the ball right. guy sure. he's just like Alan Jones and he's like welcome to the Alan Jones show let's take a call and he stares and it became a running joke they keep cutting back to him and he's just gathering comments <laughs> But, uh, that, but those people get those those people get this overinflated sense that they're big stars, mm. because Alan Jones, who's known as like you know he's like all the prime ministers have to go and talk to him and and like you know he's the number one guy on Sydney Breakfast Radio, but he has about one hundred sixty thousand listeners a day. I have like one hundred fifteen thousand people follow me on fucking Twitter. Mm. Like I'm only you know six months away from being able to tweet out more shit than Alan Jones can speak on his fucking radio show. It's the power that we give these fucking morons shouting at yeah. people in the morning. Is, is It's ruining our world. This fucking white noise where people just ring each other and shout about shit that they hate. Just fucking calm down a little bit. Yeah. Just get stoned, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did what suddenly realise. I did suddenly realise I sounded like a massive fucking stoner. I was like, well, why doesn't everybody? Hey, just... man, I'm driving to work and you steal coffins, man. <laughs> You're a slave to the system. Everyone just chill out. There's too much hate in the world. You need to feel a bit more love. I've written this song. You pull out the guitar. It's called New World Order. <laughs> New Will Order. <laughs> I I sometimes fear that that is my belief in life is that I am like a fucking like I'm gonna be a tired old stoner like on, on some little farm everywhere with my little fucking weed patch out the back just fucking sitting around like Willie Nelson yeah long hair <laughs> yeah and everyone will be like because you know like the whole thing about Willie Nelson and everyone's like just let him fucking smoke pot I think Kevin Smith was like the one who's like he's done enough like he's been alive long <laughs> enough he's you know he's gone far enough that you should just go it's alright mate yeah you can smoke as much weed as you want now Willie yeah like you fucking gave us some good times yeah and you're just an old bloke who wants to sit around and fucking smoke weed and stroke your beard then fucking do it, mate. <laughs> Stroke your beard <laughs> like he's an Asian villain. <laughs> Excellent. And um, so, yeah, why not? And so I kind of feel like that's uh, when I – do you ever think about what you're, you you think you'll be like when you're old? Uh, like do you ever actually sit around and go, oh, what? My, the reality or my fantasy of No, I'm I think – the reality, like you know, when you sit around and you go, I wonder how my life's going. <laughs> if, if I ponder the reality of what is likely to happen to me when I'm old, I'll probably just blow my fucking brains out right now. Oh, no. Let me just, let me just. Oh, this has gone to a I, terrible place. I have that note. I mean, I, I think the kind of I can't imagine. Um, I think I will. 
I think I will withdraw massively. <laughs> I yeah. think I'll get less and less sociable as I get older. Like I'm kind of getting that way now. I'm sort of mid thirties almost. Yeah. And I'm already like, uh, I just like being with my girlfriend and my dog. And, you know, I like having friends and stuff, but it's not the huge compulsion I had in my twenties. And I think I'm just going to get more and more insular to, to the point where I'll be baking my own bread. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be baking my own bread. I'll probably have some gardens. I'll probably teach myself how to garden just because I can't be bothered going to the shops anymore. What are you going to do for work? Like, uh, I'll, oh, what have you done for work in the last few years before you retired? Threw myself in front of a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Got a, a flying taxi. <laughs> grifting. You, you've, you've made a living by grifting. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, strangely, I, after this conversation, I went out and taught myself <laughs> ye oldie grifting card techniques. At Sovereign Hill. Yeah. <laughs> and... I um I you know I, I sometimes do think about what my life might be like when I'm older mm. and um you know when I think when just when you're thinking about whether you you you, know, you want to have kids or whether you want to get married or like yeah when you're making career decisions you kind of think about well how do I like my life to work out and I quite often see myself as like a you know, just a kind of old ranty stone or maybe writing a column in some, like in the Byron Bay newspaper as opposed to like anything major. He thinks it's a real newspaper. Yeah, that's right. You know, ranting about some local issue or some national issue with sort of passion, having a big beard, smoking heaps of weed. Do like you think just, he'll still be... Um, but what if, what if technology's got to the point where, where your skill set is just not applicable? Oh, that could happen what? tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like... You know, I was reading this um, article that's all about, you know, the, the concept of singularity, which is where technology begins to exceed our oh, own yeah, yeah. development. Yep. And he was saying that within 40 years, you could develop an artificial brain um, that could evolve exponentially. So, you know, what has taken us, say, 20,000 years to evolve, that will do in like a millisecond yeah. and then go on from there. And what will be the outcome if these kind of uh, if if this artificial intelligence is sort of ingrained in in like our society, sort of uh, building water, sewage, all that kind of stuff? Like, what conclusion will that super brain come to? Yeah, and it'd have to be wipe out the pink things that are all over the planet because Definitely. they're ruining the fucking place. Because we're fucking morons and yeah. we keep fucking it up. Yeah, like we do. Like the world is on fucking fire at the moment, Charlie. Mm. Like there's yeah, riots in fucking London. Like, yeah. that's a real place. Yeah. That's not like one of those places you hear about on SBS News. Yeah. That's like a real country that we go to and people are rioting and shit there. Like, there's guys selling, like, tallies in, like, pubs and they, get, they do a deal. They'll sell you, like, a tally and a, you know, video player or whatever for 150 bucks. It's like they were offering, like, criminals are offering bargains. Yeah. Like, it's such a buyer's man. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just... It's insane. It's insane. So, there's... um. I, I'm kind of glad that I'm going to die before that shit happens because I just think that like shit is going to get really fucking fucked up in this world and I'm glad I feel like we're still in the last vestiges of you know the, we fucked up the planet and it's yeah, going to boil and we're like you know and everyone hates each other and everyone wants to blow each time? other up and there's fucking nuclear weapons everywhere and like the earthquakes seem to be happening and shit seems to be going down I'm just saying shit ain't it doesn't feel like things are going to get better like, it feels like we had our fucking peak and now it's kind of, it's yeah, shit's falling apart. It's at that point in the night where as a human race, we've been out all night. Yeah. And there was the a point. just come on. And there was a point between sort of 12 and 2 yeah. where we were having 
the fucking best time yeah. that we had ever had in our lives. Yeah. And this party was never going to end. You're writing cardboard downstairs. Exactly. This party is fucking lasting forever. Yeah. But what happened was we were so desperate to keep the party lasting forever that we just went to that point in the morning where, we where you're trying to, it yeah, and it's like you're drinking warm beer and it's got cigarette yeah. stubs in the sun, it. The sun's up. Sun's you up. You see neighbours jogging past. It's awful. You're wearing sunglasses. You've smashed a lot of shit. Like you didn't uh. realise that when you were sliding that thing down the stairs, you've smashed your fucking Nana's urn and ash all over the fucking ground. It's horrible. <laughs> and that's what the world is now. And on I that, will good night. <laughs> Uh, well, that's fine. That, 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 on that, on that, on that uh, uh, horrible note. No, let's not end on this hor- that horrible. Oh, note. I'm gonna, something. I'm gonna end on a, a beautiful, tiny little story, Charlie. Okay. And this, this is the opposite of the story I just told. Well, no, why don't, you, why don't you do your plugs and then finish on the next okay. story? Um, uh, okay, okay, c- couple of quick plugs. Um, firstly, uh, we have a uh, Twitter now. Charlie. Oh yeah, yeah, tweet fop, tweet fop, because tofot was already taken, yep. and tofop was already taken. I. Tofot would have been good. I like no, isn't uh, tweet fot? Yeah, but I wanted to get twenty odd, uh, thirty odd foot of tweet. Oh. Tofot. Oh, how, what was, was that taken by? Tofot. Just somebody <laughs> taking it. But is there something know. else called tofot? Did you look it up? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't check. Do you want me to check? Oh man, Should I just type in tofot. Yeah, type in tofot. Toronto orienteering. Yeah. Freemasons <laughs> organization <laughs> of Toronto. <laughs> Charlie will be doing uh, improv gigs around the country <laughs> all this week. Tofot. There's a tofot.com. Yeah. What, and what's it? What is Tofot? The yeah, owners this domain that was just been squatted on. So oh, you dirty fuckers! No, I, I, it looks like it's Dutch. Ving Vappen. There's a company. Um, I don't know what kind, what language this is, but Tofot is. What what would Sky te- te- test have a? If anyone is listening in a country, we have Tofot. <laughs> Ving Vappen. We would like to know. It looks like it's German or Dutch or something. It's got those little umlauts. Yeah, right. Anyway, so it's some fucking company. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah. we have... we have. Uh, Should I just check them on Twitter? Tofot yeah. Twitter? Yeah, let's check them on Twitter. Because that's all we need to know. On um, Gruen, we, uh, the, they use the Gruen hashtag when people are, you know, um, tweeting about that when the show's on. But there's yeah. also, a, I think, a German Greens party. It's Gruen as well. So often you'll be reading through the messages about the TV show and then just have these sort of German political messages oh, really? in the middle with the same hashtag. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a really weird conversation. Yeah, so we've got the, uh, we've got the Twitter address, but I can't see what... There's no, there's no specific toe fault. Someone's just sitting on it, I think. No. Someone couldn't... Someone would have to be way ahead of the game yeah. to think that we were going to do toe fault. Well, actually, Charlie, this is what this it. is what you don't realize is that you know how you uh, had the special ability because you ran over a gypsy yeah. to um, predict things, predict things years thirteen after. years after they came out. There was actually another guy at that very event that day. He ran over and revived the gypsy oh, and right. saved her life, and she gave him the ability to predict things that had happened thirteen, 13 years, years before. Oh. And, and that's so, Tannen. Yeah. So 13 years from now, this podcast is going to blow up. <laughs> so all we have to do is wait out the next 12 years of nothing happening and then fucking man, shit is about to get real. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, so we have a, a, a Twitter. Um, uh, also, you can check us out on the Facebook page and have conversations there. There's, people are posting really cool things like art and you know, links to things we've talked about. and So it's a, it's, it's a really cool page and I check it all the time. So if people want to um, leave things on the Facebook page, that would be really cool. I'm doing shows in Sydney 
at the moment, uh, my Man vs. Will stand-up show. Um, You've done extra shows, yeah? Yeah, and we're putting extra shows on too. It's on for like the next sort of uh, five weeks or six weeks. Fucking Will Fest. And um, yeah, uh, a lot of the Fridays and Saturdays are sold out, but Thursdays and Sundays are cheaper and come on those nights. Um, uh, I want to finish uh, with a nice story, yeah. if, if I could. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was doing uh, the Walking the Room uh, podcast when I was in America, and um, if you haven't listened to Walking the Room yet, you should have a listen to that. And um, uh, they, uh, we did a gig. We did the Starfish Circus. It was like a live gig, you know, of the guys who've been on the podcast. There was a guy called Christopher Coleman who came to that gig dressed as a griffon, which is like one of the things that they talk about on the podcast all the time. And so he came from miles away dressed as this guy, and he brought this candy that he makes himself. This like Argyle candy. Fuck. Castlemaine rock. <laughs> it's so much better than Castlemaine rock. It is like pure sugar just and chocolate. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know what's in it. <laughs> Will's about to have it like, it's story. honestly like, he gave me like a Tupperware container of it and I ate it all on that night. It just could not stop fucking eating it. It was insane, this shit. So, I have gone and done my show the other night. This girl's come up to me after the show to say hello. And she goes, I've got a present for you. And she's pulled out a Tupperware container, the same sort of Tupperware container, and it's filled with this candy. Christopher had met this girl who's a fan of like Tofop and of uh, Walking walk in the, the room. room. She got a Walking the Room tattoo. Anyway, she's an Aussie girl. They've met through... Step up, teabaggers. Who yeah. wants to get the first Tofop tat? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, so um, they... Uh, um, have met on like an online f- on Facebook or for one of the pages. Yeah, they've got a friendship going. He knew that she was going to come and see my show. Has sent her over this candy to bring to me. That's fucking awesome. And I was just like, oh my god, Charlie, oh my god. <laughs> like if you are doing your job, and someone from the other side of the world thinks about you enough to make something, send it and get and taken to you, then something. You must be doing something right in the world. Yeah. Like something must be going on that's good. And I, that whole night, I was just there the whole time going, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, awesome. it's so nice that someone went out of their way to, to do something nice like that for someone else. So so I thought it was really give him, fucking Give him cool. props. Gary Coleman. Yeah. No. You said Gary Coleman, didn't you? <laughs> Gary. From beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> What you talking about, Will? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.